You're listening to The Big Bible Read, an initiative of The Pulse and The Word radio stations. For Bible study resources and to join a community of other Bible readers, visit BigBibleRead.com. Genesis 24. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed him in everything. Abraham said to his servant, the senior one in his household who was in charge of everything he had, put your hand under my thigh so that I may make you solemnly promise by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth. You must not acquire a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I am living. You must go instead to my country and to my relatives to find a wife for my son Isaac. The servant asked him, what if the woman is not willing to come back with me to this land? Must I then take your son back to the land from which you came? Be careful never to take my son back there, Abraham told him. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house in the land of my relatives, promised me with a solemn oath. To your descendants, I will give this land. He will send his angel before you so that you may find a wife for my son from there. But if the woman is not willing to come back with you, you will be free from this oath of mine. But you must not take my son back there. So the servant placed his hand under the thigh of his master, Abraham, and gave his solemn promise he would carry out his wishes. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed with all kinds of gifts from his master at his disposal. He journeyed to the region of Aram, Naharam, in the city of Nahor. He made the camels kneel down by the well outside the city. It was evening, the time when the women would go out to draw water. He prayed, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, guide me today. Be faithful to my master Abraham. Here I am standing by the spring, and the daughters of the people who live in the town are coming out to draw water. I will say to a young woman, Please lower your jar so I may drink. May the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac reply, Drink, and I'll give your camels water too. In this way, I will know that you have been faithful to my master. Before he had finished praying, there came Rebekah with her water jug on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah. Milcah was the wife of Abraham's brother Nahor. Now the young woman was very beautiful. She was a virgin. No man had ever been physically intimate with her. She went down to the spring, filled her jug, and came back up. Abraham's servant ran to meet her and said, Please give me a sip of water from your jug. Drink, my lord, she replied, and quickly lowering her jug to her hands, she gave him a drink. When she had done so, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too until they have drunk as much as they want. She quickly emptied her jug into the watering trough and ran back to the well to draw more water until she had drawn enough for all his camels. Silently, the man watched her with interest to determine if the Lord had made his journey successful or not. After the camels had finished drinking, the man took out a gold nose ring weighing a becca and two gold wrist bracelets weighing ten shekels and gave them to her. Whose daughter are you? he asked. Tell me, is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She said to him, I am the daughter of Bethiel, son of Milcah, whom Milcah bore to Nahor. We have plenty of straw and feed, she added, and room for you to spend the night. The man bowed his head and worshiped the Lord, saying, Praise be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his faithful love for my master. The Lord has led me to the house of my brother's relatives. The young woman ran and told her mother's household all about these things. Now Rebekah had a brother named Laban. Laban rushed out to meet the man at the spring. When he saw the bracelets on his sister's wrists and the nose ring and heard his sister Rebekah say, This is what the man said to me, he went out to meet the man. There he was standing by the camels near the spring. Laban said to him, Come, you who are blessed by the Lord. Why are you standing out here when I have prepared the house and a place for the camels? 
So Abraham's servant went to the house and unloaded the camels. Straw and feed were given to the camels, and water was provided, so that he and the men who were with him could wash their feet. When food was served, he said, I will not eat until I have said what I want to say. Tell us, Laban said. I am the servant of Abraham, he began. The Lord has richly blessed my master, and he has become very wealthy. The Lord has given him sheep and cattle, silver and gold, male and female servants, and camels and donkeys. My master's wife, Sarah, bore a son to him when she was old, and my master has given him everything he owns. My master made me swear an oath, saying, You must not acquire a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I am living, but you must go to the family of my father and to my relatives to find a wife for my son. But I said to my master, What if this woman does not want to go with me? He answered, The Lord, before whom I have walked, will send his angel with you. He will make your journey a success, and you will find a wife for my son from among my relatives from my father's family. You will be free from your oath if you go to my relatives, and they will not give her to you. Then you will be free from your oath. When I came to the spring today, I prayed, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, if you have decided to make my journey successful, may events unfold as follows. Here I am standing by the spring. When the young woman goes out to draw water, I'll say, please give me a little water to drink from your jug. Then she will reply to me, drink, and I'll draw water for your camels too. May that woman be the one the Lord has chosen for my master's son. Before I had finished praying in my heart, along came Rebecca and with her water jug on her shoulder. She went down to the spring and drew water. So I said to her, please give me a drink. She quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder and said, drink, and I'll give your camels water too. So I drank, and she also gave the camels water. Then I asked her, whose daughter are you? She replied, the daughter of Bethiel, son of Nahor, whom Milcah bore to Nahor. I put the ring in her nose and the bracelets on her wrist. Then I bowed down and worshiped the Lord. I praised the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me on the right path to find the granddaughter of my master's brother for his son. Now, if you will show faithful love to my master, tell me, but if not, tell me as well, so that I may go on my way. Then Laban and Bethel replied, This is the Lord's doing. Our wishes are of no concern. Rebekah stands here before you. Take her and go, so that she may become the wife of your master's son, just as the Lord has decided. When Abraham's servant heard their words, he bowed down to the ground before the Lord. Then he brought out gold, silver jewelry, and clothing, and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave valuable gifts to her brother and to her mother. After this, he and the men who were with him ate a meal and stayed there overnight. When they got up in the morning, he said, Let me leave now so I can return to my master. But Rebekah's brother and her mother replied, Let the girl stay with us a few more days, perhaps ten, then she can go. But he said to them, Don't detain me. The Lord has granted me success on my journey. Let me leave now so I may return to my master. Then they said, We'll call the girl and find out what she wants to do. But they called Rebekah and asked her, Do you want to go with this man? She replied, I want to go. So they sent their sister Rebekah on her way, accompanied by her female attendant, with Abraham's servant and his men. They blessed Rebekah with these words, Our sister, may you become the mother of thousands of ten thousands. May your descendants possess the strongholds of their enemies. Then Rebekah and her female servants mounted the camels and rode away with the man. So Abraham's servant took Rebekah and left. Now Isaac came from Bir Lahai Roy, for he was living in the Negev. He went out to relax in the field in the early evening. Then he looked up and saw that there were camels approaching. Rebekah looked up and saw Isaac. She got down from her camel and asked Abraham's servant, Who is that man walking in the field towards us? 
That is my master, the servant replied. So she took her veil and covered herself. The servant told Isaac everything that had happened. Then Isaac brought Rebekah into his mother Sarah's tent. He took her as his wife and loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Chapter 25. Abraham had taken another wife named Keturah. She bore him Zimran, Jokshan, Midan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Jokshan became the father of Sheba and Dedan. The descendants of Dedan were the Asherites, Latushites, and Lumanites. The sons of Midian were Ephah, Ephor, Hanak, Abida, and Eldah. All these were descendants of Keturah. Everything he owned, Abraham left to his son Isaac. But while he was still alive, Abraham gave gifts to the sons of his concubines and sent them off to the east away from his son Isaac. Abraham lived a total of 175 years. Then Abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age, an old man who had lived a full life. He joined his ancestors. His sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave at Machpelah near Mamre in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar the Hittite. This was the field Abraham had purchased from the sons of Heth. There Abraham was buried with his wife Sarah. After Abraham's death, God blessed his son Isaac. Isaac lived near Beer Lahai Roy. This is the account of Abraham's son Ishmael, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's servant, bore to Abraham. These are the names of Ishmael's sons, by their names according to their records. Neboeth, Ishmael's firstborn, Kedar, Abdeel, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tima, Jetur, Nephish, and Kadama. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names by their settlements and their camps, twelve princes according to their clans. Ishmael lived a total of 137 years. He breathed his last and died. Then he joined his ancestors. His descendants settled from Havilah to Shur, which runs next to Egypt, all the way to Asher. They settled away from all their relatives. This is the account of Isaac, the son of Abraham. Abraham became the father of Isaac. When Isaac was 40 years old, he married Rebekah, the daughter of Bethel, the Aramean from Padan Aram, the sister of Laban, the Aramean. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was childless. The Lord answered his prayer, and his wife Rebekah became pregnant. But the children struggled inside her, and she said, Why is this happening to me? So she asked the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples will be separated from within you. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. When the time came for Rebekah to give birth, there were twins in her womb. The first came out reddish all over, like a hairy garment. So they named him Esau. When his brother came out with his hand clutching Esau's heel, they named him Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when they were born. When the boys grew up, Esau became a skilled hunter, a man of the open fields. But Jacob was an even-tempered man living in tents. Isaac loved Esau because he had a taste for fresh game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Now Jacob cooked some stew, and when Esau came in from the open fields, he was famished. So Esau said to Jacob, Feed me some of that red stuff. Yes, this red stuff, because I am starving. That is why he was also called Edom. But Jacob replied, First, sell me your birthright. Look, said Esau, I am about to die. What use is the birthright to me? But Jacob said, Swear an oath to me right now. So Esau swore an oath to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stew. Esau ate and drank, then got up and went out. So Esau despised his birthright. Matthew chapter 8. After he came down from the mountain, 
large crowds followed him. And a leper approached and bowed low before him, saying, Lord, if you're willing, can you make me clean? He stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be clean. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Then Jesus said to him, See that you do not speak to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and bring the offering that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. When he entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed in terrible anguish. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Instead, just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those who followed him, I tell you the truth, I have not found such faith in anyone in Israel. I tell you, many will come from the east and west to share the banquet with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be thrown out into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, just as you believed, it will be done for you. And the servant was healed at that hour. Now when Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying down, sick with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her. Then she got up and began to serve them. When it was evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to him. He drove out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. In this way, what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah was fulfilled. He took our weaknesses and carried our diseases. Now when Jesus saw a large crowd around him, he gave orders to go to the other side of the lake. Then an expert in the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus said to him, Foxes have dens, and the birds in the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Another of the disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their own dead. As he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. A great storm developed on the sea, so that the waves began to swamp the boat. But he was asleep. So they came and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us. We are about to die. But he said to them, Why are you cowardly, you people of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and it was dead calm. And the men were amazed and said, What sort of person is this? Even the winds and the sea obey him. When he came to the other side, to the region of Gadarnus, two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him. They were extremely violent, so that no one was able to pass by that way. They cried out, 
Son of God, leave us alone. Have you come here to torment us before the time? A large herd of pigs was feeding some distance from them. Then the demons begged him, If you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. And he said, Go. So they came out and went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep slope into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsmen ran off, went into the town, and told everything that had happened to the demon-possessed men. Then the entire town came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they begged him to leave their region. Psalm 9 For the music director, according to the Alumoth Laban style, a psalm of David. I will thank the Lord with all my heart. I will tell all about your amazing deeds. I will be happy and rejoice in you. I will sing praises to you, O sovereign one. When my enemies turn back, they trip and are defeated before you. For you defended my just cause. From your throne you pronounced a just decision. You terrified the nations with your battle cry. You destroyed the wicked. You permanently wiped out all memory of them. The enemy's cities have been reduced to permanent ruins. You destroyed their cities. All memory of the enemies has perished. But the Lord rules forever. He reigns in a just manner. He judges the world fairly. He makes just legal decisions for the nations. Consequently, the Lord provides safety for the oppressed. He provides safety in times of trouble. Your loyal followers trust in you. For you, Lord, do not abandon those who seek your help. Sing praises to the Lord who rules in Zion. Tell the nations what he has done. For the one who takes revenge against murderers took notice of the oppressed. He did not overlook their cry for help when they prayed, Have mercy on me, Lord. See how I am oppressed by those who hate me. O one who can snatch me away from the gates of death. Then I will tell all about your praiseworthy acts. In the gates of daughter Zion, I will rejoice because of your deliverance. The nations fell into the pit they had made. Their feet were caught in the net they had hidden. The Lord revealed himself. He accomplished justice. The wicked were ensnared by their own actions. Hegayon, Selah. The wicked are turned back and sent to Sheol. This is the destiny of all the nations that ignore God. For the needy are not permanently ignored. The hopes of the oppressed are not forever dashed. Rise up, Lord. Don't let men be defiant. May the nations be judged in your presence. Terrify them, Lord. Let the nations know they are mere mortals. Selah. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible. NetBible.com. Copyright 1996-2019. Used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC. All rights reserved.